all these things that we took for granted. What's going on? It's off with DJ Money. On this episode, I'll be covering on some of the things you should consider to help determine if you want to buy or rent. Hope you stay tuned. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to DJ Money, a place where I teach about personal finance and how you win with money. Hope you had a wonderful week. Sorry for not making an episode last week. I was real tied up with work and other things, but I'm back. As I mentioned earlier, I'll be covering some of the things you need to consider to help you determine if you should rent or buy. A common misconception is buying a home is always more worth than renting. Most people say, why pay someone else to live somewhere? You should pay yourself to live somewhere. And that's one of the main reasons why people say buying is typically better than renting. However, that's not always the case. There are different factors you should consider before determining to buy a house. The first thing I would say to help you figure out if you want to buy or rent is to determine the amount of money per month that will keep you within the range of not being house poor. And the reason why I say that is there is a high percentage of people in the United States that are house poor. And typically, being house poor is when more than 25% of your monthly costs to to live or survive is just housing costs. When when you're paying more than 25% per month just to live somewhere, you're most likely house poor. Now I know some areas it's very hard to find a, a cheap place to rent depending on where you're living, but you know it's in a place where it costs you know almost up to two thousand or three thousand just to rent, you might want to consider getting roommates to reduce that cost to hit that below twenty five percent on housing costs. Now the second thing. I would consider on determining if I want to rent or buy is figuring out how long I, I am going to be in that area. Let's say I'm going to be in an area for maximum of two years. It doesn't make sense to buy a house, especially because it's really hard to make money on owning a house or um, making money from the equity of your house if you're not holding the house for more than seven years or so. And the reason why I say that is, in most cases, if you sell your home before that seven 
a seven-year range, you lose out or you almost break either break even or you lose money even because of all the fees you have to pay to sell a house. Just like buying a house, there's a lot of fees associated with selling a house as well. And once you factor in the fees, a lot of the times you don't make money when you sell your home before the seven-year mark. After this quick break, I'll be going over some of the pros and cons to renting and some of the pros and cons to owning a home. And I'll be going over the actual cost of owning a home to help you figure out the math to determine if renting's for you or buying is for you. Welcome back to DJ Money. Now let's talk about the cost of being a homeowner. Unlike renting, when something crazy were to happen, or not even so crazy, like a broken toilet or some broken light bulb, you can always call your landlord to come by and save you for any maintenance costs. But when you're a homeowner, all of that stuff, you have to pay yourself. So you have to account for the maintenance when owning a home. And typically, maintenance for owning a home is about 1% of the home value. So let's say your home is worth 200 grand, you should expect to pay about 1% of that per year to maintain your house. But the biggest argument to owning a home is the whole argument of having a monthly payment that's either the same of renting or slightly less than renting. People say, oh, my monthly mortgage is about 1200 and my rent's about 1200 Why would I rent if I can pay 1200 to own a home? Well, that is true, but something that you should consider doing or you should do is understand where your money is going when you're paying your monthly payment on your mortgage. The first couple of payments when paying off a mortgage, a lot of the money for each monthly payment goes directly to either property insurance, property tax, or the interest of the mortgage loan. A lot of the money is not going directly to your equity. And if you look very closely to the amount of money that you are paying towards property insurance, property tax, and the interest of the loan is, is a decent amount. And it takes a decent amount of time to where your monthly payment is going mostly to equity and not property tax, insurance, or interest. Now, let's do a quick exercise to truly understand the cost of owning a home. So, for this exercise, let's assume you own a home for nine years and you buy the home at a price of 500 grand with 20% down and with a 30 year fixed rate mortgage. And during that nine year time frame, 
let's assume that your house appreciated with the stock market. So let's make an assumption that the appreciation of your home during that nine years was about 6%. So after nine years, a 500 grand home should be worth about 844,000. In that nine year time frame, we're looking at about 344 grand worth of capital gains here. Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Well, one thing you have to consider is how much money did you funnel into this home during that span of nine years? And let's do a quick analysis of your cost and how much money you put into this home during the nine year span. As I mentioned earlier, it typically costs about 1% to maintain your home. So in this particular example, and in a nine year span, 1% of 500 grand is 45,000. So you most likely would have spent 45,000 just to maintain your house. Now, on top of just maintenance, you also have to pay house insurance and property tax. And the average property tax in the United States is about 1%. So that would be about 45,000 in the span of nine years. And the average home insurance is about 0.5%. So in that nine year span, you would most likely would have paid about 22,500. And the last thing you have to take account of is the amount of interest you paid just from your mortgage. With about an average of maybe three to 6% of interest throughout nine years, just from paying off your mortgage, you would have probably paid about $162,000 just in interest because you're holding a 30-year mortgage. So when it comes to accounting for how much you actually have tied into the house or how much money you spent just to be able just to be a house owner you probably spend about 274,000 just to, to be a house owner and the biggest kicker is that's excluding the cost to actually sell the house typically to sell a house it takes about six to seven percent in fees to be able to list your house contribute to realtor fees and title fees to be able to actually sell the house and in this particular example if you account for that 67 percent when selling the house you're looking at about another 50 grand just from broker commission and maybe another 10 grand just for your land um, transfer tax that's you know if you combine that with all the money you spent on interest, maintenance, property tax, and insurance, you're looking about spending about 330 grand just in the span of nine years. And if you compare that to, to um, the appreciation of the house and how much the house is worth now, you almost break even. You barely make money if you were to account for all the costs you occurred for being a house owner. Now I know I'm making it sound like being a homeowner is a bad investment. Now, 
this situation or particular example only applies if I'm using my home as a primary resident, meaning I'm only using the home just to live in. I am not using my home to do any techniques like house hacking or force appreciation like the Burr method or using this property to rent to um, tenants as investment property. Those situations are very different when buying a home and using it as your primary resident. And my suggestion is to truly assess the numbers, crunch the numbers to see if renting is the better option for you than buying a home and just living it as your primary resident. And I do have a small rule you can use and I call it the rule of 1.5. And the way it works is what, what you do is you take your monthly payment and you multiply it by 1.5. And if that number is less than the number or less than the amount you would pay if you were to rent, then buying that home is cheaper than renting. And if that's not the case, then you're probably probably better off renting and you probably will save more money renting. Now I know I've given a lot of information in this episode, but the three main things you need to consider when determining if you want to rent or be a homeowner is number one, figure out the amount of money you need to, to not be house poor. What is that amount you need to spend where your house budget is less than 25% of your take home income? And number two, figure out how long you're going to be in that area. If you're going to be in that area for, for, for extended amount of time, maybe buying a house one day, maybe a, a great investment or a good idea for you. And number three, to truly crunch the numbers for ho- um, being a homeowner versus being a renter is use the rule of 1.5 to help you assess if you need to be a renter or a home buyer at the moment. Well, that's all I had on things to consider to help you determine if you want to buy or rent. Remember, I'm not a financial advisor, and please do your due diligence before listening to me or anything on this podcast. And please don't forget to follow or subscribe on my Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time, peace.